0: Hi, and welcome to a special series on the Iron Woman mini episodes we're calling Train Your Mind. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I'm here to teach you how to up-level your performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next level performance is closer than you think. Stick around to find out how. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I was just sitting here talking out loud about what I want to talk about today and I realized I should probably hit record. You know, just talking out loud like you do when you record a podcast. But here we are and welcome to this episode of the Train Your Mind mini series. This will actually be our final episode of 2020. Can you believe it? Make sure you listen all the way to the end of this one. It's good. I'm going to share something really important, what's changing for us and this podcast in the new year, and I'm also going to extend a very special invitation that you don't want to miss. So on today's episode, I want to talk about time. And while there's so many ways to talk about time, I want this conversation to center on how time relates to goals we set and what we want to achieve. You know, this is the season to assess and address, to review, evaluate, set goals or resolutions, whatever's in your normal practice. And often when we do that, we incorporate the time element, whether it's conscious or subconscious, we think like, how long will this take or how long will it take me to hit this goal? You might find yourself thinking this even more because of the reality that was 2020. Most of us didn't have the year we planned for, didn't race at all or as much as we'd hoped for. So it's natural to wonder, okay, well, how long will it take me? And I don't want to deter you from asking this question. I just want to invite you to think about the dance between your goal and time a little bit differently. Maybe you have a goal to increase your FTP on the bike, podium in a big race, qualify for Kona, or swim a mile time trial in a certain time. It really doesn't matter what the goal is. If you ask how long will it take, you're assuming time is fixed. The same effort for longer time will guarantee the improvements you're looking for, but time is relative. The length of time is a factor, but it doesn't account for what's happening within that length of time. Let's take it out of sport for a moment, just for the context of time. If you were to ask me, how long have you been learning German? I could say I've been learning German for about 20 years. And this would be true because my mother was born in Germany and has encouraged me since I was very young to learn it despite my like incessant pushback. And while I have experienced learning sporadically for that long, I stopped studying it back in college. In both high school and college, I was actively learning to speak German. But since then, the effort has been non-existent. My brother, on the other hand... Started learning German much younger than I. He continued without many breaks and still, post-college, continues to practice it. His time and effort investment has resulted in his ability to speak the language fluently or at least close. But me? (laughs) Not so much. Our German speaking skills look nothing alike. Now, if we ask two triathletes who qualified for Kona for the first time at the same race, how long did it take you to Kona qualify? One might say 10 years and the other one might say two years. The first person might tell the story from the first day they clipped into bike pedals, while the other might start from when they, say, hired a coach. For me, I started long course triathlon 10 years ago and qualified last year. While the first eight years were important in my journey as an athlete, I didn't race for Kona until about two to three years ago, which means, more specifically, I wasn't invested in Kona until about two two to three years ago. So if you were to ask me, I would say it took me about three years. So asking the question, how long will it take, isn't the juiciest question to ask. If it's not about just the length of time that it gets us to a goal or an outcome we want to achieve, what else could it be? I think a better question to ask is this. What kind of investments am I making or what kind of investments am I willing to make to make this goal happen. And when I say investments, I mean a few different types. I don't think we can talk about investment in triathlon without briefly talking about the money investment. While I wholeheartedly believe there's so much individual potential beyond what we can buy, where you put your money is an ultimate test in self-belief. Are you willing to bet on yourself and believe so strongly in your ability that you back it up with a monetary investment? They say put your money where your mouth is, right? But beyond money, the other investments I'm talking about are time, energy, or effort, and emotional discomfort. So energy or effort is pretty self-explanatory. The effort you're putting into the planning and execution of your training. Some training sessions are hard and some are easy, but all require a level of effort. Sometimes it's like those 30-minute shakeout runs that I feel like take the most energy, am I right? But the more you're willing to make those investments in effort, mental effort and planning and intentional intention plus the physical effort in the planned execution, the more you will get out of each session. And those effects compound over time. That's why consistency is such a big deal. So let's talk about the emotional discomfort, because that's the biggest opportunity for us as athletes, the emotional discomfort investment it takes to reach our goals. Because even when athletes set big goals, they often will simply go through the motions of their training plan, wake up, do what's written, grab that green in training peaks and do it again tomorrow. They become a player in what Jesse Thomas refers to as the checking the box Olympics. When I heard him say that for the first time, I was like, yes, yes. We've all been there. But what happens when you're just checking the box, grabbing green, or just going through the motions, is that you're not taking any emotional risk. You're not taking emotional risks. You're not failing and learning. You're not putting yourself in situations to fail nine times out of ten and then learn so much from all of them that it catapults your progression. I've talked about the power of failing in a few episodes before, mostly as a way to learn to release judgment, and to normalize failing as part of our process. But what failing also does is it gives us the chance to be in a state of emotional vulnerability where we try without the guarantee of success, which, by the way, is one of the things our human brains really want to avoid. Another reason why it's important to do it on purpose. Trying without a guarantee and failing more to learn where your current limits are All of this requires so much more emotional investment because of the discomfort. If you were to head to the track with a workout that doesn't really challenge you, while you may be gaining something fitness-wise, you're not gaining the resilience that comes with the courage to put it all out there. Now, you might be thinking, okay, Vanessa, I get it, but I'm just doing what the book says, or I'm just doing what my coach tells me to. Okay, fine. But what we're here to talk about is you training your mind as a tool for performance, for high performance. You wouldn't be listening to this if that wasn't something you seek. And it's important to take ownership and responsibility for the role that you play as the athlete. You may have resources and people and all of the tools, but none of it matters. If you're not willing to step up as the heart of it all, you are at the center. This matters more when we talk about the investment and in emotional discomfort, because if you want to achieve new levels of performance, you have to seek new levels of performance and seeking new levels of performance starts first and foremost with taking ownership and responsibility. If you have a coach, communicate with them, ask for what you need, ask for what you want. This also takes courage and it's part of the emotional investment. Take ownership Seek the path and be willing to feel uncomfortable along the way in the form of perceived judgment, worry about the challenge of a session, disappointment in failing a training session or two. But then also be willing to feel the empowerment of owning your goals, the commitment to the work, and the elation when you complete sessions that you didn't even think were possible. When you put in the emotional investment, you get both the highs and the lows because you don't know the highs without experiencing the lows. The reason why time is the least effective measure of success is because it's not taking into account the investments made or not made along the way. And I think this is why it's so, there's so much truth to that overnight success, 10 years in the making. I remember when Flora Duffy won a lot in 2017 and I read an article about her being an overnight success. But if you look back on the investments she made decades prior, they will tell you an entirely different story. So the original question we started with, how long will it take? Sure, you can think in terms of time, but don't let it hold you back from going after the goal. Because if you ask that question and the answer is longer than you want it to be, remember you have the power to change that by first asking a few better questions. That's what I wanna share with you now. Better questions to ask. First and foremost, are you willing to stumble before you get it right? And then how much risk are you willing to take? How much failing and learning are you willing to endure? Will you make your fails juicy? And will you continue to show up through it all? This builds curiosity, tenacity, Resilience and self-trust. The true qualities of a peak performer who achieves their goals, regardless of the time frame. When you're willing to ask questions like these, the time frame almost becomes irrelevant. With the new year just about two weeks away, as you're spending time thinking about what you want to achieve next year or after, let these questions help you. Take those goals from intention to achievement. Okay, before we wrap up this last episode of 2020, I want to share two exciting things. First and foremost, this podcast is getting a makeover in 2021. We're moving this Train Your Mind party off of the Iron Woman podcast feed and onto its own. Still me, same Train Your Mind concepts, just a new location. Make sure you stay tuned to all things Live Feisty and Feisty Triathlon to find out more. I'm really, really excited about this transition. Everything you, the listeners, have gotten out of these episodes so far, and we're just getting started. Secondly, I'm cooking up something good right before the new year that goes in line with what we've covered on today's episode. So if you want to get down and dirty with all of this, mark your calendars for Wednesday, December 30th at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm hosting a virtual train your mind workshop, and it's called Five Bold Steps to Set the Goals You Actually Achieve. Let me say that again. The five bold steps to set goals you actually achieve. I've got a five step process for goal cultivation that I can't wait to share with you. It's free, it'll be an hour long, so more time together in these mini episodes, but not a whole afternoon. And it's right on time to kick off 2021. If you're interested in joining, the link to register is in the show notes or in my Instagram profile at Vanessa Fay Forrester. It's going to be good. If you can't join live, you'll get the recording. So make sure you're registered. Don't tell anyone, but secretly this is because I just want to hang out with you longer before the year is over. (laughs) If I don't get to see you at the workshop, then I will see you next year. Until then. You have been listening to a special series as part of the Iron Woman podcast. This episode was produced by Live Feisty Media and edited by me. Thank you as always to our sponsors, Zelio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Gooder Sunglasses, Orca Sportswear, Form Swim Goggles, and the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.